You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. You know, we've been looking at Thanksgiving, and it was leading up to Thanksgiving that we just celebrated this past week. But I can't get away from Thanksgiving, folks, and I don't think we ever, 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 ever intended to. So if you want to dismiss Turkey Day, that's fine. Turkey Day has come and gone, but Thanksgiving is eternal. Do you realize Thanksgiving is going to be something that we're going to be doing forever and ever and ever and ever? And one of the things that I really believe the Holy Spirit's wanting to to release and, and ingrain in us is just the attitude of Thanksgiving, just an, an ability to uh, be thankful for all that he's given to us. Thanksgiving and praise, as we looked last week, is, is how we enter into gates. Gates are there because there's something precious inside. And as we enter into the gates of the Lord, as we enter through those gates with thanksgiving and praise, we come into something that's really of great value. The enemy tries to always dismiss it as though it's, it's, it's just something religious. And who needs anything religious? Religious stuff doesn't really excite me. But kingdom stuff... Kingdom stuff's a whole nother matter. And so we, we enter the gates with thanksgiving and praise, and we come into the kingdom realities that our hearts have always longed for. And some of you, you have, you have the cry in your heart, and you don't even know exactly what it is, but you know that it's a cry for something more than what we're experiencing. And for several during the, the holiday season, it almost becomes... Uh, it comes into a focus where it almost it becomes acute. It gets so intense. Uh, the pain, the disappointment, the things that we've, we've been crying out to God for all year long and haven't seen come to pass. And, and, and the enemy is right on the, on the heels of that, trying to tell us that it's never, it's never going to happen but that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It will happen. God is faithful. And everything that he has promised you will come to pass. That's why we need to write the promises that the Lord gives us down. When the Lord speaks to us, we need to treasure that with such a a high degree of value that we hold it and and that we bring it, we record it. We record it, if if it's audibly, we record it with our iPhone. Get your iTalk on. And, and get that recorded. If it's happening in a devotional moment while you're journaling, make sure you write it down. Get the word of the Lord down. Why? A lot of times the things that he speaks to us is preparing for the future. He knows that, that what we are about to encounter is gonna be so upending, could be so devastating that if he hadn't spoken and given us the promise, we would not be able to get through it. Huh. A lot of times the enemy tries to get us to think that we fouled ourselves out of the game, to use a basketball expression. He deceives us. He gets us to acquiesce at a lesser degree of involvement than what we were created for. 
You were created to be a worshiper of the Most High God. You were created as a son and daughter to know the love of a father. You were created with not just following an example of Christ, but looking at Christ Jesus as an example of who we are. He is the second Adam. He is the one that has brought completion and restoration of everything that the Father has always intended for us as his sons and daughters, his prized creation. So with that, I thought, did anybody read their Jesus Calling this morning? If you've been a part of this fellowship for any length of time, I've only been pushing it for about five years. I think Sarah Young and whoever published it really needs to consider me as receiving some royalties because uh, uh, we've, we've sold a ton of those, uh, lots and lots and lots of Jesus Calling. And on the theme of Thanksgiving, I thought, well, let's just look at Jesus Calling again today. It's so amazing. I think you'll enjoy this. Jesus is Calling is written by Sarah Young, a missionary, just an incredible woman with a devotional life with the Lord that is... Um, expressed in her writings, her journaling. And these are the words that she hears the Lord telling her. So she's writing this little devotional and it's, it's coming as though Jesus is speaking personally to you. And it's just kind of unbelievably wonderful how often it's exactly what you needed to hear on that day. So this is what he wrote, or this is what she wrote for November 27th. Let thankfulness rule in your heart. As you thank me for blessings in your life, a marvelous thing happens. It's as if scales fall off your eyes, enabling you to see more and more of my glorious riches. Anybody want to see more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord, Holy Spirit, right now, let the scales start falling. We're so thankful. With your eyes thus open, you can help yourself to whatever you need from my treasure house. Now that sounds like an open invitation to me. That, that's, that's as good as Christmas gets right there. Wow. Let's, let's get our adult Christmas list and go and go into the treasure house. Each time you receive one of my golden gifts, let your thankfulness sing out praises to my name. Hmm. Let's really be a thankful people. And let's find new ways of expressing thanksgiving. You can say it with flowers if you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can say it with music and song. Mm -hmm. You can say it with declarations, exclamations. Mm -hmm. You can say it with service. Your thanksgiving can be known with how well we humble ourselves and serve one another. Mm -hmm. Each time you receive one of my golden gifts, let your thankfulness sing out praises to my name. Hallelujahs are the language of heaven, and they can become the language of your heart. Now that just blessed my heart. Does anybody like hallelujah? You know, after I came into one of my many experiences of being filled with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah just became uh, just a natural, passionate expression of my heart. 
So much so that I was saying it so often in the Free Methodist Church that I, I started having people give me little uh, uh, magnetic stickers that said hallelujah on it. And I put it on the refrigerator. And it was just like, oh, it just reminds me. And it wasn't anything I was doing religiously. It wasn't anything that I was thinking, okay, I'm going to become known as Hallelujah Rick. You know, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a tag that I was going for. But I, I found that there was something inside my spirit that I couldn't help but say Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know how to say Hallelujah in Japanese? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah is universal. It goes across every language. <laughs> Hallelujah. Back to Sarah, or to Jesus. <clears throat> a life of praise and thankfulness becomes a life filled with miracles. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's why we don't see as much miracles is because in, in our culture, we've become so expectant and so demanding and there's so little thanks, even for the good things that we receive, that uh, we, we lose sight of the miracles. Instead of trying to be in control, all my control freaks, listen up. Instead of trying to be in control, you focus on me and what I am doing. This is the power of praise, centering your entire being in me. This is how I created you to live, for I made you in my own image. Enjoy abundant life by overflowing with praise and thankfulness. Wow. I love that. Let, the be, let that be our transition. As we move from Thanksgiving out of Turkey Day into eternal Thanksgiving as we enter into the advent of the Lord Jesus. Tozer put it this way. He said, man is lost, but not abandoned. The coming of Christ to the world tells us both of these things. Had men not been lost, no savior would have been required. Had they, not been, had they been abandoned, no savior would have come. So in the coming, the advent of Jesus Christ, we see two most incredible things. One, men were lost and the love of a, Holy Father compelled him to pursue. We were lost and we were never, never abandoned. And that's why Jesus came. But he came and is now established that God has a concern for men. Though we have sinned away every shred of merit, still he has not forsaken us. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. I saw Mike's list of songs for this morning and I thought, are we getting ready for Christmas or Good Friday? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I saw in light of my message, I thought, man, Holy Spirit has already preached it once through song. We were in need of a Savior. We were in need of a Savior. We were lost. We were headed for an eternity without knowing who God was. But love. When you think of the power of God, how he has absolute, complete, 
unequivocal, nothing can compare with the power that God has. We, we call it his omnipotence. He's all powerful. One of the characteristics of God. But we also have this expression, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. What is the thing that, that checks power? It's love. Huh. And that's what we want to look at today. So we're looking at the heart comes home, and today the heart comes home to hope. And our reference comes from John chapter 3. You may have heard this verse before. I saw it on the Ohio State football field after they defeated Michigan and they were toting John 3.16, you know, that neon sign that goes everywhere in athletic events. And, I, and knowing what, what I was preaching today and, and looking at the field, I thought, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. <laughs> we're looking at a God who so loves. So, John 3.16 and following. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light <clears throat> and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Hmm. So our first point is God loves. God absolutely loves. It's the underlying motivation of the heart of the Father. It's because of his great love that he took action. It's behind everything he does. John later writes in one of his letters, he says, where did my notes go? Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. So if we want to see the power, we want to see the miracles, we understand that thanksgiving and praise are, are such an integral part of that. But we have to understand how love factors in. The love of God comes at the very, very core because of who God is. He is love, so he can't help himself but to love. And that's what, that's what keeps this incredible being and his great power absolutely safe and secure for us as his sons and daughters, his great love. We want more power. Anybody want more power? Mm -hmm. How you go about getting more power? Anybody got the, the, the secret to getting more power? 
<laughs> no doubt, Jim. We go to a conference every spring. It's called More Love, More Power. And you need to keep it in that order. I think as some of us zealously in our early part of our, our walk with Jesus, we, we discover his power and, and, and we're pursuing his power. And it's, it, it's really fun to just watch his power. But sometimes we get so focused on the power that we stop focusing on the person. And when we lose our intimate relationship with the Lord, it's amazing how the enemy can take power and now the power, the miracle, the, the, de the dis demonstration of power becomes the focus, not the person. And, you know, when I was in the Free Methodist Church, my little superintendent was so worried with my generation because we were such power mongers. We were power hungry. We wanted power. And he was so worried that we didn't have holiness. We got to have holiness, holiness, and all this kind of stuff. And bless his heart, L.J. Christ. What a wonderful saint. He's, he's in heaven celebrating. L.J., I'm talking about you today. But I'd watch L.J. when the presence of God would come upon him. And, and the presence of God would come upon him in such a way, and his face would contort in so many different ways because we were so emotionally repressed as free Methodists. We weren't as free as those that were in the earlier days that would wave their hanky, you know, <laughs> give great celebration to the hanky waving. But we were so, and he, he would just be there and his face would almost turn into a prune as tears would come down his cheek because he's being blessed by God. Last night we were at <clears throat> Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant yeah. concert and, and Jordan Smith sang Oh Holy Night yeah. and I felt like LJ. I mean, I was pruning up. What do you do? What do you do when you're in an arena that you've been in many times before for an athletic contest and you're in there and it's declared that Christ is savior of the world and it's proclaimed and it's sung and it's a full symphony and it's sound and if you haven't heard Jordan Smith oh my stars I could not believe this young guy wow. it just blew me away and I'm just streaming with tears as I, I, I'm just filled with the glory that here in Indianapolis at one of our worship centers where we worship the Pacers and others, we were worshiping Jesus and he was the supreme declaration of that center. And it was a packed house. It was a packed house. It was amazing. It was glorious. It was better than any uh, basketball playoff game I'd ever been to. It was wonderful. And it's love. It's love. The power of love is so amazing. And so here we are enjoying all that, that the Lord has done. We're singing. We're, we're celebrating the Advent season. We're talking about the holy night. Christ is the Lord. Oh, we're just having a tremendous time enjoying the moment as we're singing. But love is manifest in giving. 
For God so loved that he gave. He gave. He took action. Love is the motivation behind every action that the Lord God takes towards you. And therefore, when the enemy is trying to portray a God who's about to hammer you, it's coming straight from the enemy. What I've known is that God is so incredibly merciful. I don't deserve his mercy, but I continue to receive his mercy. Even after I've told him for the 300th time, I'll never do that again. (laughs) And then I do it again. His mercy still comes. His mercy still comes. I don't know how the enemy is playing you, but he, take, he doesn't mind if you have a little Bible knowledge. He doesn't mind if you're a little religious. He, he, matter of fact, I think he can do more damage with just a little bit of that stuff because he can twist it and almost silence you to where you feel almost ashamed to even ask for his help. And he delights in helping us over and over and over again. For God so loved, he gave. And he continues to give. And he will continue to give because he loves. I just love that about God. (sighs) In verse 21, it says, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what what he has done has been done through God. It's when we come to the light. We come to the light. Excuse me for going back to my testimony. (laughs) But I can't get away from Psalm 43. When I was looking at this, I saw light and truth in the same verse again. I thought, oh my, is that amazing? And I remember the first time I saw light and truth in a verse, and it was in Psalm 43. And I've got it for you. Psalm 43, it says in verse three, send forth your light and your truth, let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. And I will praise you with the harp. Oh God, my God. Hallelujah. Wow. That passage came to me at 5.30 in the morning, one morning. I'd been working on my heart, crying out to God to heal it, broken places in it, not knowing how to get whole. And when I saw that I, light and truth, and, and it's, 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 it's almost an imperative, send forth your light and truth. It's a declaration, send forth your light and truth. And it's like, no, Lord, don't send forth your light and truth. Because if the enemy works on you the way he worked on me, I was scared to death of light and truth. Don't send light and truth. They're going to expose me. They're they're going to (laughs) cause me to be seen for how I truly am. And that's what I believed. I believed that my behavior had defined me and that Jesus had not defined me. I I believed that all my my failures, all my shortcomings were, were the things that really defined who I was and not the love of the Father and the love of the Son and the love of the Holy Spirit. And it was like, whoa. So send forth your light and truth. That, that was kind of a scary thing to, to, to cry out. But then I realized 
the very thing that the enemy had so gotten me sideways to cry out for were the very things that were gonna usher me into the place that I longed to go. I wanted to be back in complete, whole, unbridled fellowship with the Lord. And so when I cried out, Lord, send forth your light and truth, let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell, the Holy Spirit came and light and truth were now my friends. They were the the agents that brought me to the very presence of God. Don't be afraid of light and truth. Regardless of what your activity has been, regardless of what your language has sounded like, don't be afraid of light and truth. They will always bring you to belief in the goodness of the love of the Father and the love of the Son to where you can believe that Jesus came so that you might not perish, but have eternal life. Now I'm all for abundant life. Matter of fact, I'm for more abundant life than what I'm experiencing today. I'm constantly looking for more. Constantly looking for more. There's more here. There's more to know. There's more revelation of the goodness of God than what we've been able to digest just yet. So let's pray for more revelation, for more encounters, for more experience with the living God who loves us and gives himself for us. Uh, So that gives us to hope. When you realize that God is so powerful and that everything he does is motivated by his love for us, and that that love manifests in the way in which he gives and attends to us, then we know that we have a savior who has come to liberate us from darkness. The cry of the prophets was that we're living in a deep, deep darkness, but a light has dawned. There has been a birthing of light, which gives us hope, the hope of a savior. And we have that hope realized in Jesus Christ. And now we need to take that hope and embrace it into our hearts and allow it to just infiltrate our entire being to the place that we now reflect that light of hope to others as we get closer and closer to the God. Well, I couldn't get away without throwing up Romans 15, 13. This, is, this has got to be one of my favorite, 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 favorite verses. Yes. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now just reflect on that verse all through Advent. Oh God, you're the God of hope. He wants to fill us with his peace and with his joy. Regardless of what our circumstances are, the losses that we've suffered, the kind of uh, conditions that we're living in, he wants to bring peace and joy right into those things. He wants the hope through the Holy Spirit. Anybody want to become big time hopers? Holy Ghost hopers? Yeah, sounds good to me. Because hope never disappoints. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, 
<laughs> but hope realized a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Never forget the second half of the verse. Regardless of how long it takes before the peace and the joy come, we know that he's a God of hope. And so we stay with that hope and we hold on to hope until the peace and joy arrive. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that you created out of your wonderful heart of love and you've desired. And I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would define them through the Father's eyes, that you would define them through the hope and the peace and the joy of the Holy Spirit, and that the enemy would be silenced from being able to speak lies and falsehoods, and distortions and half-truths. I pray for the full amplification of the heavenly voice, your voice, the one of the shepherd who knows his sheep and the sheep know his voice. And so let us hear your voice today. Uh-huh. In Jesus' name. Just, just want to invite you to just kind of close your eyes, open your heart. We prayed, we preached, we've worshiped, we sang. But I don't think the, that the repetition of today's over. My heart as, as, as your pastor is to see darkness broken off of our lives. I want to see whatever dark chamber that the enemy's able to gain access in our heart, in our thoughts, in our mind, in our emotions, in our bodies, any way that he can, can get access and amplify darkness. I believe it's the very heart of the loving God who has absolute power. He wants to release a light and truth into those areas so that those things no longer have control, no longer have power over us. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to break and liberate and free. We know that that's why the Messiah came, to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to set at liberty those that are in prison. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come into every individual here. Whatever level darkness has got an influence in us, we say let light be released. Let the gates be open so that we can not only get out of captivity, but so that we can enter into intimacy with you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.